This week on Androids and Aliens. I wonder how bad we're going to screw up low gravity. In an isolated asteroid field. You made it to the field of the lost. You parlayed with the crew of the Rusty Rivet after a starship battle where you got the upper hand. Deep in uncharted territory. You guys land, disembark, and you see deep grooves and scorch marks in the rocky ground showing the starships have landed and taken off from this area repeatedly. An obscure rock has already been claimed. PG is going to wink at him and then her laser rifle. I know you don't do that with a laser rifle. <laughs> you can. You can but, cock it. But she added, a, she added a cock to her laser rifle. Great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> By death itself. This alcove has the appearance of a graveyard. Ooh, you see oh, wow. several discarded corpses lying here. The adventure continues. Oh, yeah. come on! Can't we just play Starfinder with all that nerdy shit? <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, no disrespect to the amazing crew of the Sarissa, but I want to see a podcast featuring the crew of the Rusty River <laughs> more than I want to create this podcast. That's I've, true. I've already backed their Patreon at $500 a month. That was you? That was me. Yeah, I set that up. Uh, yeah, they should, they should run a Kickstarter to start out an actual play. <laughs> it's so funny the way that worked out because that's that's those are the way the characters were written in the book, and it perfectly matched up to the races that you guys chose. Obviously, with the exception of of Friss and um, those were the way the characters the were written up in the book. Yeah. With those personalities? Well, no, I made that's it very detailed. But the you know an android uh, and a fucking... it's like a mirror. It's like the Bizarro Jerry, <laughs> right? Like in Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's the mirror, mirror, Sarissa. <laughs> yes, right. When you didn't uh, have the capacity to pull a shunta from your mind, and you pointed at me, right? I've realized talking to Joe and a couple other people sometimes instead of saying Lashunta, people are just like you know the Meshun of the group, the Meshun, the Meshun over there. Yeah, I, I forget these races sometimes, and we haven't even got, with the exception of uh, I can't even remember the name of your race right. Maricoy. Maricoy, yeah. We haven't even gotten to the deep races. There's so many. I know if yeah. Dax ever dies, um, you'll come back as another core race. Of course. <laughs> well, we haven't explored all the core races. Yeah, or a dwarf. Kasatha. You'll be like a, a four-arm oh, elf. Oh, four-arms. Come elf, on, man. An elf would be pretty cool. And especially in this campaign. It's all about elves. Did I don't you know? think any of you will ever be a Sheeran. Did you know? Oh, no. Fuck, no. No, 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 no. It seems, it seems difficult to roleplay. It's like an insect. Mm. It isn't. Yeah, no one wants to play an insect. Although, yeah. it would be cool to play a Sheeran cast as Ed Sheeran. Or, that I'd like to see. Or That'd a Sheeran cool. cast Ooh. as Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine, divorced from the Borg, parallels. Oh, yeah. come on. Can't we just play Starfinder with all that nerdy shit? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know in the staging area for PG, she was actually a halfling? Oh. Really? Yeah. Well, that's oh. fun. Yeah. Hmm. It was fun. I wonder if that character would have been effective. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess we'll never know. This, uh, is, yeah, this is multiple weeks in a row. You just digging into Ellie's character. I, guess, I just guess we'll never know. <laughs> we've never had we've never had a halfling in like one of our shows. No, really. I mean, well, you, Sir have, Will. you have Ellie. Sir Will. Oh well, he's not really a halfling. 
Because he's on a wolf, so that's like two things. <laughs> he's very, yeah, he sits high. Yes. He rides high. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, I wonder how bad we're going to screw up low gravity. Pretty oh, bad, yeah. I guess. That's my guess. Yeah. I don't even know what the rules are. What are the rules? Oh, I, mean, I mean, I know you can jump through, higher and, and carry yeah, it's, more. It's not bad. Uh, your muscles are more, far more effective. I'm under the impression you can just keep playing the game you want to play. But if you're like, you know what? I want to jump. Boom. You can jump three times as high and lift three times as much, which could come in handy when you're like carrying treasure yeah. uh, and whatnot. Or it could finally make uh, Frisk being on Kreska's back legal. <laughs> right, it's right. All, could it's be always street legal. Always been legal. It's always been legal. <laughs> Wait, that's illegal? I don't know. Oh, Some people complained. say he has a lot of bulk. We worked through his yeah. bulk, and we, we ruled it was Pe- cool. People say that Dr. Friss is dragging a wagon. That's all people are saying. Well, this is the thing that bugged me, because like standard weight for uh, an isoki is, like so they're like three foot and a half, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to weigh like 80 pounds. Which seems it's a lot of that's a lot of weight for someone. It's really heavy. It's like a big dog, though. Halflings, you know, by Dogs Pathfinder are bigger rules, bigger than three feet. Yeah, yeah. Halflings by Pathfinder rules are this, about the same height, and they weigh about like on average something like between thirty-five and forty pounds. Hmm. See, that makes no sense. My baby is twenty pounds. That's. He's not a baby anymore, Troy. He's a baby. He's nine, nine <laughs> He's months old. He's still a baby. He's Toddler. Like 20 baby. pounds. Like, that's... A halfling is only 15 more pounds than that. I think Paizo, none of them have children. You, when they wrote that. <laughs> when are you going to stop juicing him like Boston Red Sox legend Pedro Martinez? Never. It's what my Italian great-grandfather would call a bigger bogey. A bigger boy. That's <laughs> a bigger boy. I thought it would be something in Italian. You just no, said it. He just had Italian. He had a racist accent. Well, he would just say it in Italian accent. <laughs> Uh, thrown weapons also have their range categories tripled um, for all of you thrown weapon users <laughs> out there. I'm going to bust out my thrown weapon build for this one. I will say the average weight for an American six-year-old is 44 pounds. Really? Six years yeah. old. Six years old. Yeah. 44 Can pounds. Can we stop fat shaming yes. Troy's son? So by this, <laughs> by this <laughs> arithmetic, at six years old, your son will weigh 120 pounds. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. I guess they probably plateau. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen the curve. It doesn't just keep going up. I'm not, not familiar with human wow. He's actually at 900 percentile height and weight right now. <laughs> That's what that means. I do like that we just tried to figure out the weight of an alien rat folk. By re- referencing an, a fantasy creature in comparison to your baby son. <laughs> right. And an average six-year-old. Anyway, so, yes, it's legal for Kreska to carry Dr. Fresh. Right. <laughs> That's the main point. I've been, checking, I've been making her encumbered on here a lot. We got a big thing of uh, Sour Patch Kids because we used to just buy a bunch of individual packages. But Joe went and got the... Uh, what would you call that? The family size? Yeah. I mean, that's a real family of pigs that would get something. <laughs> I know. What kind of... Well, I think, what that, they call I think, I think this Party is, size? I think this is a strong suggestion. It says, great for sharing. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think they're really intent that you not eat this yourself. This Are four they, pounds. Is that's that like a, a Red Cross size. Is that a recipe for Sour Patch Kids cookies on yes. the back? Yes. Yeah. So, oh. uh, so Troy initially saw the bag from the back, and he was like, oh, what's that? That's Sour Patch Kid cookies? And I was like, no, no, that's a recipe. And they were both like, that sounds like it would be terrible. Yeah. It Sour really Patch does. Kids cookies? But also, don't you guys feel like when there's like a plethora of something, don't you feel a little disgusted by it? Like, if you overdo it. Like if it's too accessible. No. 
Mm. Me and I, there's too much of it. I oh, guess. you want your too- food to play hard to get. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> Leave it just out of my reach. I feel like we... <laughs> No, I like, feel like, like we've gone off the rails. The little, <laughs> the little small packages, you know, then you're like, oh, now I crave more. But now yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's so much. Yeah, you can I very hate. easily make yourself sick with this, and I'm sure Matthew already has. He uh, looks sick. That package was full when we started this episode. <laughs> um, I had a long day. Let's talk about this asteroid, okay? Oh, yes. Right. Yes! You guys, are. you made it to the field of the lost. Uh, you, you parlayed with the crew of the Rusty Rivet after a... Uh, uh, the, uh, finally, a, a starship battle where you got the upper hand. Enough so that they were able to be like, all right, we'll talk. We'll talk. They're a little cagey at first, but you finally get to the bottom of things. You ask, what are they doing out here? What have they seen? They say they haven't seen a whole lot other than you. They did see some bone ships come through here recently, but those were really big and they didn't feel like messing with them. And you asked about the cult of the devourer. They're like, yeah, we've seen some cultists. Uh, we pretty much stay away from them because they're cultists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a hole, though, on a rock nearby where they get together and do whatever cultists do, is Uh-oh. what she said. Yeah, they call it the Star Eater Spine or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Star Eater Spine! Star Eater Spine! <laughs> Uh, and come to think of it, the bone ships were headed in that direction, too, she said. And you're like, where's the Star Reader Spine? Uh, it's on a rock called Canine 204. Never been there. I don't know if there's anything in there. Uh, but we'll take you there, and then we're out of here. But, uh, exactly. <laughs> and then she just flew out of the airlock. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> uh, we'll take you there. And they did. And you guys scan it and see just like rocky cliff formations covering the surface of this. But it doesn't look like there's any way in until you do see one cave-like entrance. Oh, yeah. You enter the cave. It seems like there's a thin atmosphere that would be breathable, but you're not taking any precautions because there might be some sort of poison in the air. I believe was your. Fear. Well, we are taking precautions, yeah, because we think you're not be... taking it. You are taking precautions, yeah, because we're we... taking every precaution, yeah, because we think there might be something shady in the air. Well, that's just smart, not, um, not just love. So everybody look around. <laughs> and God. the important <laughs> distinction to make, though, by the way, <laughs> is Captain Alquano said that she shadowed those bone ships, looking at my notes, mm-hmm. but that she had never been to K nine zero two four, so she would not be able to tell if those bone ships went to this place or not. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, you guys land, disembark, and you see dre- deep grooves and scorch marks in the rocky ground, showing the starships have landed and taken off from this area. Repeatedly, When? Too hard to tell. But there are no ships currently present, which is odd. The opening up ahead splits to the right and to the left. It is dim light throughout. So if you don't have dark vision, well, you better get some dark vision. There's concealment issues. There are concealment. There are some serious concealment issues. Hmm. So there's, so it's not low light. It's. If you have low light vision, if you have low light vision, you're all right. Yes. But if you have not, is there anybody here have neither low light or dark vision? Uh, May Shun is now um, missing that. Here we go. She vision. had she had them installed in her old armor, but she had to leave them behind when she got the oh. better armor that had the uh, environmental resistance inside of it. It's right. a, it's a little confusing to me that like flashlights are not a thing. They are. I, well, but like that—that's that, that, not included on our armor. 
Like, oh, that it just doesn't assume like that, that it comes with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You probably could upgrade, do an upgrade. Yeah, it's probably upgrade slots. An armor upgrade. Yeah. I would be so mad if I had to upgrade my iPhone to get a flashlight. Yeah. Wow. Do you know when, wow. I, when I first bought my iPhone 3GS, <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a clock app, even though I had an iPod before with an alarm in it, so I paid 99 cents for an alarm app. Oh, wow. I was so <laughs> dumb. The you're worst so part stupid. of that was, I was there 20- were probably free clock apps. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. I didn't want the ads. I don't like I don't like right, ads. Right, yeah. you know. Um two passageways. Seems like with the exception of May Shun, all of you can see May Shun Keep yourself honest. I'm sure you will, Grant. With I'll cast. Nice I will cast dancing lights on myself. You're a dancing uh, light. All right, now I am. Now we've revealed our position. Um, you've got two options, sort of to the right, which we'll call the north, and to the left, which we'll call the south. Let's go to the north. All right, well, Dax is out in front. He's just going to kind of wait and turn, see, see where the captain wants to go, left or right. North or south. North or south, he said? Mm-hmm. Doctor. What do you think? Uh, there's no atmosphere in here, right, at all? It's there a thin, is. thin atmosphere. There is. So we get a bunch of bonuses. We get the sense that we could breathe, I think, if we wanted to risk it. Friss is... Well, he has his uh, his like little new sensor pack that he got, um, and he's going to test to see if it's breathable. Okay. And then he's going like, to like pop open his, his hood, and he's like... He's going to sniff the air. Sniff the air. See if there's anything different between the two passages. Seems to be exactly the same with your keen <laughs> rodent senses. Well, what does it smell like? It just smells uh, stale. There's dust particles floating in the air that kind of went up your nose. Maybe a little bit of ash residue. Um, there's no discernible scent. It is breathable, however, and uh, you don't feel sick. Okay. Yet. Um, Maybe someone's burning something. Burning bodies. It's your goal, Captain. I can tell nothing different between the two. Uh, seeing him not be affected by the air, Dax is also going to open up his suit so that he can talk to all of you easily. Yeah, PG. PG2. Or anyone else outside. Ooh. Suit. Uh, can I roll perception and see if we hear anything down either direction? Yeah. I'll pop off my, my helmet as well so I can listen. We're popping off. Should we all do it? Alrighty, thirty, thirty. Wow! Listen in one way, listen in the other. That's what you hear. Sounds of sirens game. Left it is. Oh, south from the captain. Okay. Dax will raise his squad machine gun and just start slowly walking down the left passage. Friss is going to pull from his shoulder holster his old uh, automatic pistol and then pop out from his quick sheath holster his new disintegrator. Both missiles so kindly gifted to him by PG. (laughs) Yeah, PG is going to wink at him and then her laser rifle. I know you don't do that with a laser rifle. <laughs> you can. You can but, cock it. But she added a she it. added a cock to her laser rifle. <laughs> Great. Oh boy. Insert <laughs> mic here. It's a, <laughs> it's a weapon upgrade. It's kind of a bayonet. <laughs> don't fire it with that cock in there. <laughs> blow, it, blow it sky high. Guys, let's for the first time in a long time go to the map. 
Okay. All right. right. And check out the interior of the rusty rivet. Isn't oh, that nice? Oh, <laughs> I wish we had parlayed there. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? I had oh, that all set up from last week. Are you? No. It's got a cooler interior than I should. But I really tried for them to come with us, but you said you played it like you said no. No, no. You wanted to. Captain K was adamant. You wanted to be on the Sarissa. Look at all the fun you could have. Great. Yep. No, I meant like they could have joined us. Is all I'm saying. They didn't want to. They got a med bay. Yeah. How come we don't have a little bit of everything? Too late. They're gone. You'll never see them again. Their galley is really nice too. Let's go to the real map. Oh, I'm excited about this map. Mmm. Love a nice map. I'm going to go into reveal mode here. You guys are all friends with each other, not with me. Um, let's show you Whoa. a little bit of what you see oh, inside this asteroid. You look up ahead and, and nestled between a, a sheer cliff and a small, narrow rock formation, you can see that the ground is sloping here at odd angles. There's a cliff to your south, and uh, this small, narrow rock formation is to the north. Uh, also to the north, you see, and you can see right on the map, there's a small field pocked with shards of metal. There's sharp edges gleaming. To the west, further up ahead, uh, it starts sloping towards an incline. Uh, leading up and deeper into the asteroid. In terms of, like, the general look of the inside of this asteroid, it's like sheer cliffs. On it, Right now, it looks like to the south of you, but you can see that up ahead as well, it starts to wrap around, and some of the cliffs are as high as 40 feet. They don't really look climbable, at least in this area. Um, and then, But they don't open to space. There's a ceiling as well. Yeah, this wow. in this part there's a ceiling, but like there's cliffs that just end, and then beyond that is the ceiling. But the cliffs are about forty feet high, so the actual the ceiling of this room is anywhere from sixty at its lowest point to seventy, eighty feet high. Wow! So if we went up forty or fifty feet, we could get on the edges on the like there's room at between the top of the cliff and the ceiling. Roll a perception check. Mm-hmm. Yes, the general answer is yes. Natural twenty. Twenty-nine, oh. six, six, seven, seven, um, twenty-four, twenty-four. They go free. So yeah, six and seven. You're like, yeah, we could get it. That's a good idea. Like a dumb character would think that <laughs> and end their logic there. Whereas Doctor Friss sees it, genius, and it's like, well, not all of those cliff tops you could stand on. Some of them are like as thin as a needle. Whereas other ones, uh. well, maybe that one has a little bit of a platform, but it looks like a pretty treacherous climb. Um, Can I do a, some sort of check on the shards of metal? Yeah. Like, what do you want? Engineering? You want perception? You want a... How about a, how about a perception? You want to walk over there? Place yourself on the map uh, near there. <laughs> Don't walk wanna. on them. I've, I've done that mistake before. Uh, I'll, yes, I will not walk on them. I'll walk up to them. And I rolled a you've, 29 perception. Ellie, you've made the mistake of walking on metal shards inside of an asteroid. <laughs> She's Annie Lennox. She's walking on, walking on, walking on broken glass all the time. Walking on broken glass. We're having a good time here tonight. <laughs> that made me so happy. Uh, I've never been happy. I should tell you, life. as you start walking forward, Kreska, um, this, uh, all these weird slopes are making the area difficult terrain. So you're kind of like, Chunking along Every square is two movement um, What would you roll for perception? 29 Okay It's like chunks of metal um, That look very very sharp 
Uh, roll a physical science check. I ain't got that, doctor. Okay. Uh, Dr. Frisch sidles up. Oh, yeah. 31. 31. Uh, so you're inspecting it. You know, you're, you're lowered to the ground. You get a better view of these. I'm uh, also a scientist. You're also a scientist. Um, but, <laughs> like, off, looking man. up close, <laughs> you Back can off, tell man. that the composition of the metal is cold iron. Oh, wow. Um, is it worth anything? Uh, well, it's worth it in the sense that if you could extract them from the ground, they could be used as cold iron improvised weapons oh. that deal slashing damage. Useful. You mean perhaps for overcoming could... DR of creatures that uh, are susceptible to cold iron? Mm. Um, could they be thrown weapons? Um, they're a little, and uh, and when I say this word, I don't mean the the weapon property unwieldy. They're a little unwieldy. Um, they also look uh, as Ellie, uh, being a greedy Swede, uh, <laughs> asks. Yes, they look like you could sell them for money. I'm gonna take as many as I can. So does PG uh, just start grabbing some and putting them in her pocket? You just fill up your bulk? No, I actually just grab one and and use my tail to carry it. Use your tail? All right, so you grab one with your tail or with your hand? With my uh, uh, tail. Okay, you grab it with your tail and ah, it cuts you for two points of damage. What? The edges of these things are razor sharp. I feel like Troy made that up, but fine. Are they? So, do we get the impression that this is a kind of just they're broken from something? That this was something at one point? Yeah, like maybe. Dex, do you have physical science? No. Do you have a profession skill? I have profession minor. Roll profession minor. Okay. Twelve. <laughs> um, all right. What you can tell is that it looks like. It, <laughs> It looks like this had something to do with a mining expedition, but you can't quite piece it together. It's nothing, no type of equipment you worked with. This has all the telltale signs of a mining expedition. It appears someone may have come to this asteroid attempting to mine this cold iron. Mm. Cold iron, right? Yeah. This cold iron. I'm not familiar with what equipment would make it shatter in this way. You know, um... Meishun's father was a miner on Allure to the moon of Castrovel. Is there any check that she could try on this? Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Dax worked in mining and with miners every day <laughs> for over a decade. <laughs> and I guarantee you that Meishun, just overhearing her dad talk about some nonsense when she was five, was going to roll of knowledge to 25 profession miners. serving miners at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he ran the hottest illegal drinking club in town. I guarantee you she knows a lot more than Dax about uh, mining. Yeah, go ahead and roll it, Grant. What, what, what would you like me to roll? Uh, Physical science, maybe? Roll a perception check. Oh, that's my worst score. All right, let's see if I can still... Won't matter. Uh, 21. (laughs) (laughs) 19 on the die. I wasted those ranks in Profession Minor! You now take all of Joe's Profession Minor ranks from that role. Oh my god, I just want to swing a pickaxe right now. Um, Alright, this is what you can tell. It looks like whatever was attempted here was a failure. So whatever the mining operation was was some kind of failure. Perhaps they were trying to... um, 
not uh, mine these this cold iron shards f- to be used as weapons, but to be used for the ore, uh, the cold iron ore that they contain within. And and you would know, I'm sure, Dax, you would know that that's at least worth yeah. some serious credits. But you have to take uh, like ten bulk worth of them for it to be worth. And now you've already seen PG go and grab it and get her tail sliced. You're like, great. How are we going to even gather this stuff up? Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of work to maybe get you know a thousand something credits. But how are you going to do it without slicing your hands? However, your perception check, uh, and now that you're up there uh, and, and looking, uh, you see something, a silvery glint on the ground among the metallic shards. Oh. Um, like right in the middle. I'll kind of walk carefully oh, amongst oh. the... Kreska sh- will mage hand it to Misha. All right. Well, and I'll pick it up with my own mage hand, asshole. And she accidentally. <laughs> I like how you're like, oh, I'll walk over shards of metal. <laughs> it's gonna be cool. I'm telekinetic. I'm light on my feet. <laughs> I light the ground on fire. First. Sometimes you Maisha. gotta use the physical body. Mason uses her mage hand to put it back in the middle. It would have been fun if Kreska just accidentally mage hand one of the sharp things. Thank you. Ah, four points of slashing damage. Uh, all right, so don't tempt me. So. Uh, it is now canon that Kreska mage hands it to the ineffectual Meishan. Mm-hmm. Ellie, you're keeping notes. You see it's a dented silver amulet with an oval pendant and a red stone embedded in its center. Wow. That's a nice oh. find. Quick, uh, as it's in her hand, detect magic. You don't detect any magic. Um, is there any check I can do to see the significance of the arrangement or the way it's set? Mm, what do you think you want to do? You could do an appraise to kind of get a sense of how much it'd be worth. You want to roll maybe a mysticism to see yeah, I'll do mysticism. mystical connection. Yeah, that's great. 18 on the die for a 26. You're looking at it. Where have I seen this before? I feel like I've come across this recently. It's a little different in the way it's depicted here. It is... A pendant that is related to the unholy symbol of the devourer. And it may shun just drops it. No. Oh, okay. At her feet, not in the middle of the glass shards. It back in the middle. Yeah. It goes three times the distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You drop it, it bounces. <laughs> Captain K, I, I, I don't feel right holding this. This holds e- evilness in it. Please, please inspect it yourself. It's, it's part of the cult of the devourer. Kreska will mage hand it up to like hover in front of her, her eyes. Ooh. Indeed, it is. Uh, when Frisk sees it, he reflexively like kind of grabs at his chest, uh, where the ring that he has around his neck is under his armor. Just kind of like reflexively grabs for it, and then like kind of shakes it off and hopes that nobody saw. Shall we proceed? Okay. Dax will just start walking forward. Forward meaning to the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keeping his, his weapon raised and just kind of sweeping it back and forth. This is really wide. A lot wider than I expected. There's also a practical note I'd like it's to like add. 30 feet wide. If we survive and leave this asteroid the way we came, um, I'd like to plan as we leave to use both of our mage hand abilities to move those shards into the cargo compartment of the Sarissa. Yeah, so we, I, can I bring a, we can bring a bucket or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like some container that we can mage hand all the sharp parts into. Yeah, PG has some mechanical uh, gloves she can bring. That would work. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. 
So Dax begins moving forward. Um, looks like the rest of the party is slowly catching up there. And you see up ahead, um, the area starts to uh, open up Dax, and it looks like there's a number of different ways you can go. Now that you've reached this turn here, I'll reveal a little bit more for you. Yeah, it kind of turns to Dax's right, so he's just hugging the wall and coming around slow, trying to not open himself up to uh, anything unnecessarily, but it it opens up into another really wide area. Yeah, you see at least, like, I don't know, maybe three or four different places you could go. Um, You can see that this the, the, the sheer wall to your right, which we're calling north, that looks thinner than the the giant cliffs to your left slash south is starting to turn and maybe even ends about 15 feet away from you. And then beyond that, there's like a little opening to what looks like a, I don't know, it's just a smaller rock formation uh, that's connected to another rock formation. Looks like there's a little, a couple different crevices and openings in there. Just to the uh, east, excuse me, just to the west of that, um, it looks like it, uh, opens up even further uh, into another area inside the asteroid and then directly straight ahead from you to the left it just opens up completely into a, a large area that ends in a rock wall hmm. uh, that's the largest area that last one looks to be 5, 10, 15 20, uh, 25 feet wide at its largest uh, so you can see at least about 4 different areas you can Oof. go from here so around that sheer wall uh, up into those, explore those crevices, straight ahead into the area between the, those creviced rocks and the wide open area, and then the wide open area itself. Uh, Dax is going to cross in front of Kreskit and PG in front of the party and try hugging the wall to his left uh, into the open space just to wrap around. He's basically checking our, our corners before we move up. Uh, with a blank spot behind us. He's going to clear the spot behind us. So he's just going to kind of like move along the wall and bend around to the left, looking to see if there's anything back in that corner that could come from behind us. Okay. Well, uh, as you round the corner there, you do see something uh, rather disturbing. PG's coming after him, by the way, but... Or do you want to be alone? (laughs) I'd rather be alone (laughs) right now. You've noticed, like, a small little drifts of silvery ash uh, throughout. It's something that Frisk noticed right away, uh, kind of floating through the air. Um, this alcove seems to be devoid of that ash that was prevalent throughout the rest of the a- asteroid. However, it has the appearance of a graveyard. Ooh, you see oh, wow. several discarded corpses lying here. Some of them look like maybe a few days old, and some are rotting with the telltale signs of weeks, if not months, of decay. What? I smell. And you didn't even smell that? Oh, sh- wow. That is strange. We can see the picture now. Oh, my God, that's disgusting. Yeah, oh, it's, God. It's really wow. only as you started to turn into this part of the cavern that is separated off from the area that you entered that the, the smell uh, really hits you. It's not overpowering. Um, can we, can we, but there are bodies everywhere. Do we know what type of bodies? Like what race? Probably have to get a little closer to check that out. Can I do a perception for traps in the area? Yeah, roll a little perception for traps. Uh, 31. 31. 
Uh, it doesn't look like there are any traps. It looks pretty empty um, of life, in truth. Proceed cautiously. Uh, Dax will slowly uh, approach the bodies, just kind of sweeping back and forth. Um, PG's following him, but like uh, going towards the north of the wall just to uh, as I'm as I'm walking past the wall there I'm going to also do a perception on the wall just to see if there's any mm-hmm. signs of you said that you know rocket ships were uh, rocket ships uh, <laughs> <laughs> spacecraft were landing and taking off here mm-hmm. he wants to see if there's any sign on the walls of movement of scorching of scratching or uh, anything of that nature mm-hmm. um, natural 20 oh. wow 23 uh, perception uh, scorching in the sense of like of spaceships or of life forms. Of, of, of fire. <coughs> you know, like, if there's any markings that seem unnatural, or uh, scratchings. Uh, that like, or like a laser fight. Yeah, or, or like a laser pistol, or, you, oh. know, or, or um, you know, just small arms fire. Yeah. <laughs> Gener- it rapidly expands the uh, criteria of this perception check. Plasma. Oh. Yeah. None whatsoever. Okay. No signs of any type of battle or anything. Okay. In the area, you don't see like, oh yeah, there's a. You can see a chipped piece of the wall here. We're probably a laser blade. No, it looks it just looks like a eerily calm, except for the stone bodies. wall. Mm-hmm. Detect magic on the pile of bodies. Detect magic on the pile of bodies. You do detect some magic, but there are a lot of bodies in there. Uh, Dax is about 10, 15 feet away from the bodies. He's not getting dives in. He's not getting. <laughs> he's not getting closer without being told to do so. He doesn't really see the point right now. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence of anything else in yeah. this chamber. I mean, I can. So each round, I concentrate on the same area. I can determine if one magic source I detect is from a spell, magic item, or other effect, and the caster level of the effect. Mm-hmm. So, what do if I keep concentrating? What do I learn? Okay, so you keep concentrating. Um, and it looks like you're detecting one aura of magic, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a sixth level magic aura. Whoa. Is it a magic item? Item. A magic spell? Okay. Magic item. It might be worth it to discover what the mag- what magic lies in there. If we don't mind doing a bit of unsavory work. I'd recommend closing up your helmet, though, whoever goes in, because dead bodies are nothing to be trifled with. All right, I get it. PG uh, shuts her helmet and go- walks off with a spoon. Yeah. Presco will go too. <laughs> Dax will walk up as well. This does not deter for us at all. <laughs> this is these circumstances. And he pulls out his broad spectrum. He puts his uh, automatic pistol away and pulls out the broad spectrum scanning kit again. It's a little tricorder. BG yeah. has her laser rifle um, pointed at the that like anything that moves in this pile. Like Friss. <laughs> um, what does the broad spectrum thing do mechanically? Uh, it gives me a plus four to my perception to search. Plus four to your perception to search. Um, all right. So do you want to start sifting through the corpses yeah. themselves? All right. Go ahead and roll uh, a perception check. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Um, all right, so you start sifting through, and obviously it's pretty gruesome work, although oh. Friss would say it's, you've done this. I've seen worse. <laughs> you've seen worse. Um, you find uh, on the ankle of one of the corpses an onyx and ruby ankle bracelet. Looks like it could fetch a pretty nice uh, profit. Ah. Um, rips it off. 
stuffs it in his lab coat pocket. You also uh, see a pocket, like, sewn into the jacket of one of the dead creatures. Um, and it contains a glove. There are also several cred sticks on each of oh. the bodies. If you pile them all together, there's 800 credits. Wow, nice. Wow. Um, this cult is not too worried about their funding. No. <laughs> Roll a medicine check, Dr. Frisk, because something seems very strange as you're sorting through these bodies. It's 160 each, by the way. Uh, 25. As you're, as you're sorting through them and trying to you know, look just to see if there's anything on their person, you find the bracelet, you find this glove, you find the cred sticks, you notice that each of them looks like they were killed in a methodical, almost ritualistic manner mm. before being flayed on some parts of their bodies and implanted with something after death that hatched from their stomach. Oh, this is so awful. So as you start turning them over and looking around, you see that all of them have holes, posthumous holes in their abdomen. Oh. And parts of their body have been ritualistically flayed. Is there some sort of check we can do to see uh, if we recognize this cre- the creature that would have erupted from their stomachs? Um. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, life science? Try life science. While they do that, PG's going to turn around and start looking into the space behind them, just so we don't have a little ambush scenario. Okay, so PG has your back. And we haven't found that magic item yet, have we? Um, You found everything in there, yeah. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I have my back turned to the rest of the party right now. Yeah, and Dax and PG are going to watch our our flank. Yep. Uh, It's a 32, and the DC would be five lower for me. Right. You're not 100% sure. This is something that is, while not common, is something a lot of alien creatures do uh, to their dead. I mean, I think you've already fought one that implanted something. The gestated in inside. Yeah, the gestated inside of you. So this yeah. is kind of like, the there's nothing in the markings of the explosion from their chest. Is like, I know exactly which did this. This uh-huh. could be any awful alien creature. Um, however, it doesn't look like the work of cultists. Hmm. Maybe the flaying is. Mm. But it's hard to tell. All right, so what's this glove? The glove is a glove of storing. Oh, cool. Um, what this simple store? glove is surprisingly smooth to the touch. While holding an item no larger than two bulk in the hand that is wearing the glove, you can command a glove of storing to shrink the held item to microscopic <laughs> size and negligible bulk and merge it with the palm of your glove. Returning the item to its original scale requires a mere snap of the fingers wearing the glove. You can store or retrieve an item within a glove of storing as a swift or move action. A glove of storing can store only one item at a time, and if the glove's effect is suppressed or dispelled, any stored item immediately returns to its original size. That's so cool. Sounds like a great tool for an assassin. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. Dax Snap having gun. his like cold iron steel, whatever your your carbon is, carbon steel, steel blade, or your like your artillery uh, laser right in your hand and just doing boop? Yeah, yeah it's a little cool. too big for that. But oh, okay. Unfortunately, it feels like a I don't know if the the blade would be fine. Right? Two bulk. The blade is too bulk. Yeah. So, like yeah, a, um, his two-handed blade could just be in that glove. <laughs> so awesome. It feels like a Harry Potter tool. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like they, it does. They, they do that all the time, right? Yeah, 
<laughs> well, Friss is convinced, and he's like, Hey, Tin Soldier. <laughs> Throws the glove at Dax. Catches the glove. Uh, you guys explain what it does. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll put it on and, and put his sword in it for the moment. That's really cool. <laughs> I just wonder if there's... I, I think it, it's definitely going to be good to carry something that's, too, that's weighing us down at yeah. two bulk... That we like a key item, you know what I mean? That we yeah, need to yeah. carry. Um, but for now, the sword but for now, awesome. it's way fun. Well, it, it certainly makes being a switch hitter type a little bit more viable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, because it, it's possible that I can draw the weapon as a swift action instead of a move action. That's yep. a big difference. All right. So it appears that this is a, a bit of a dead end down here, um, but you still have, at least as far as you can see, three other options. Um, there is that. Um, odd rock formation that was right to the north of when the room opened up and then just between that and the thin rock wall that was to your north when you entered there's a passageway that looks like it leads uh, to the other side of the rock wall um, and then there is what would have been straight ahead from where the room opened up into a, another large area uh, PG's out a little bit ahead of Dax I don't know if you want to keep walking forward or if you want Dax to lead the way here you can lead the way Okay, uh, Dax will walk up past PG uh, again, just sort of staying to his left, keeping a wall to his left. Okay, uh, and he's going to peek around this next corner, around to the left. And Fritz, while this is going on, as he's walking away from the pile, is like running through the Rolodex in his head, like thinking about all the creatures that could have done this. <laughs> and there's probably a few. Yeah. All right, so Dax peeks around, and you see a lot more of those piles of silvery ash, um, a much larger uh, sort of collection of them here. Uh, and did we do a proper check on the ash? No, this has been like the first uh, physical real pile that you've seen. Yeah, go ahead and roll a physical science. 18. It just seems to be like drifts of a strange sort of... Space ash made up of like metal flakes, uh, rocky grit, and and actual space dust. It's like an amalgamation of all those things. And again, this could be byproducts of this mining expedition from a long time ago. There's only one instance in here, so there's not a lot of wind that's moving things about. And if there is, it probably pushes everything here to the back of the room. Meishan realizes how dumb she is and turns to Dr. Friss and uh, PG and says, What do you think? Uh, I rolled a 22. 22. Um, Yeah, it it doesn't look to be that important. You know that, uh, yet again, it would be difficult terrain to walk through any of those squares, so it's really going to slow you down. But it doesn't seem to have um, any actual significance. However, would you roll 22? Yeah. It might be something that... It looks like something may be using it for something. Hmm. That's the only thing you really can notice with your far superior brain. Um, you see to the northwest in this otherwise isolated grotto, there's a low shelf of rock. Um, and, and there appears to be some sort of glow behind it. Everyone roll a perception check. Three. <laughs> Oof. Sixteen. Five for Dax. Three, 16. 23. And 25 for Friss with the broad spectrum analyzing sensor. Your tricorder. My tricorder. <laughs> exactly. 
I've always wanted one. You can see, uh, ominously propped against the ledge, um, a humanoid-looking body in torn robes, missing an arm. Hmm. Meishun, roll will save. Oh, shit. Twelve on the die for a total of sixteen. Twelve on the die. I needed to look at my character sheet. I was giving myself some time to change tabs. That's a good move. Thank you. Uh, You you come around and uh, Edax finds the ash. PG comes up, looks at it. Friss really looks at it. In your mind, you may shun feel very attracted to this glow in the back of the chamber behind the rock wall and something in your mind is telling you you need to venture towards it to see what treasures might lie within and you start walking towards the glowing pool. Meishan, wait, this is not Uh, correct formation. Dax, please. Meishan. Dax, just let me Sorry, Captain K. I PG. I need to. Meishan. I uh, Dax is following. I need so to. Treasure. Should we? No, this Meishan, is. halt. This is. Stop your, or I will fire. Uh, yeah, Captain. Should we shoot her? He shoots her in the back. No. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Meishan just sort of the walk off. You get up to the edge of this pool, and you see like a, a thick greenish liquid that wraps around that uh, low shelf of rock where the body was propped up. And as you stand there, all of a sudden, a tentacled arm just comes out of nowhere and tries to grab you. Oh, my God, out of the pool? Roll for initiative. Oh, gross! (laughs) Man. Before we get to initiative, <laughs> I should probably resolve this tentacle real quick. Oh, uh, wait. Well, there's a the first surprise, surprise round. <laughs> a little bit of surprise round. A little round. bit of surprise, Johnson. As Meishun was under the effects of suggestion. Oh. oh I knew it. She failed at a 16. That's a that's <laughs> good level. That's a good suggestion. DC 17. Uh, oh. True story. Uh, all right. So this arm comes out uh, to get you against your flat for today's C. Oh. I keep saying arm, but it's actually a... Tanticle. Oh, no. 24 to hit? Yes. <laughs> this no. is so bad. A couple of horrible things are going to happen. Uh, <laughs> the first thing is you take 16 points of damage. Oh, my God. It just whoop, 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 boom hits you. And then it tries to grab you. This got right so near oh, the edge man. of the pool. We're we talking so KAC plus eight. We are talking KEC plus eight. Never hit it. Uh, it is going to be somewhere in the thirties. Uh, <laughs> well, double check that CAC plus eight. Twenty-seven <laughs> is a little bit over thirty, so I'm good. Uh, you're all right. <laughs> no, this not. thing grabs you at the edge of a green. Pool. Let's talk about initiative. Dax, that's what you see. You just oh. see Meishan, no, uh, endless treasure. Let's go and look. And then all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, boom. Meishan, I've told you to halt multiple times. A big giant tentacle wrapped around her. Uh, uh, what do you got, Dax, for initiative? 22. 22, not bad. Meishan? Nine. 
Not great. Bad, actually. Not, not good. Uh, PG? Uh, 16. 16. Right down the middle. Dr. Friss? 17. 17 for the good doctor. Kreska? 15. 15? Hey, everybody got a different initiative. Yay! All right. <laughs> Bottle caps all around. Well, everybody gets a cap. <laughs> Dax, you are up. That is what you see. Remember, any... Uh, space that has ash in it, like the ones that uh, Dax and PG are currently standing in, uh, that is difficult terrain, so every movement counts as two. All you see is a tentacle. You do not see a creature because of that low shelf. Hmm. Uh, okay, so first Dax, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll just look at Meshun and say, you were warned. You've done this to yourself, and then he turns away. <laughs> what are you, Robocop? Uh, <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> um, I have no feelings. Uh, no, he... So, from where, from his vantage point right here, uh-huh. there's no... Uh, and you're standing no- about 15 feet away from Meshun, and you just see uh, a tentacled arm wrapped around her leg. Uh, so there's no... Basically, like, could I move up 15 feet, pull out my blade, and attack the tentacle? Or not? Uh, sure. I mean, you can attack what it's attached to. Yeah. You would think. Unless these things have some sort of crazy reach. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Then I will do that. You really need to see more of this to fully assess. <laughs> well, yeah, you can get a good good whap off that All tentacle. All right, so he will boom, boom, boom. Uh, he'll drop his uh, gun, move up <laughs> 15 feet, and already materialize squash, squash, yes. squash, the, uh, the blade <laughs> and then try to cut the tentacle off away from Meishan. Uh, Cut right. it away. Let me give you a, a little view at what this horrible, horrible thing looks like. Because as you step up, you can see behind the wall that oh. giant oh. thing. H. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. Yeah, it is just standing there in the green pool, and it just wrapped around Meishun. It's like a tentacled uh, skeleton dragon. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It is a tentacled skeleton dragon. Giant wings. Uh, uh, you know, uh, four, two, three, four tentacled legs, and yeah, kind of a dragony lizard's mouth. And it is a large creature. Uh, Dex, it has reach, that's why it's ten feet away from Meishun, um, but you can still attack it from there. Uh, all right, I will give uh, a swing at this tentacle and try to try to help out my good friend Meishun! Come on, Dex! That is a 27. Oh! 27 against Cack. 27 against Cat. That is a hit. Yes. Beauteous. All right. Uh, and that will do uh, 15 points of damage. Max damage. Let me ask you this. Does your weapon bypass any types of DR? Uh, no, it's just slashing. It's a mundane slashing weapon. Mm. Mm. Feel as if not all of that went through. Oh man! I wish we had cold iron, but a good amount uh, of it went well, through. <laughs> is there anything that I can do? Yeah, uh, you, you definitely heard it, but not a hundred percent of that. I know, but it's through. not uh, uh, life science or. Um, uh, bu- 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 yeah, you can roll life uh, science on the creature. I don't have any. Well, no, I'm looking at my skills. You just wanted to. I'm just. Well, no, I think it's important <laughs> to ID that. Sure, you know sure. What I mean? yeah, but yeah. I just. I don't. My character doesn't have it. I'm trying to get a uh, handle on that, but you can yell to your friends. Like, yeah, like oh it seems to have some sort of protection from my mundane weapon. Now, where you're. Disintegrate it! <laughs> it's a tough <laughs> thing because where you're positioned now, you and Mei Shun are blocking. 
blocking the entryway, uh, the direct entryway to get at it. Yeah. However, you do, uh, and by you, I mean PG Dr. Friss and Kreska, see to the north another opening around this grotto. That's where the body is. The body is to the north part of the rock wall. Okay. And right around the corner there looks to be a tiny little pass you could squeeze through. And we would use squeezing rules so you get a little negative to your AC, but you could get in there and attack um, this creature from two sides. Uh, But anyone standing standing there, it looks like only one person could stand there to go from range. The other person would actually have to go into the green pool. That's what you're up against, and it is now Dr. Friss's turn. Can Dr. Friss see this thing? From where you're standing, standing, no. It's a low uh, rock shelf, but it's still high enough to conceal the creature from where you're standing. Is there, so I could conceivably climb it? Yeah, you could probably jump it. How, how high is it? Uh, it looks to be about 15 feet high. Okay. Um, well, first, first thing he's going to do is... Yeah, he's just going to try to get a look at it. So he is going to come up behind Dax. Okay. Do you walk through any of that ash yeah. to slow you down? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have enough. I still have enough movement. Okay, so Frisch just gets up. Gets a little bit of an edge there, and uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check to see if you can. I mean, you can definitely see the tentacle wrapped around May Shun. Let's see if you can get a good view of the thing itself around okay. the wall there. Okay. Natural twenty. Natural oh. twenty. Yeah, you you, you see the peek. creature. You okay. get a good a good look at it from there. Okay, so this is something that I've been studying uh, for the, the the off period that we've had. So uh, identifying. Alien creatures is one of the, because I have the alien archive uh, exploits for for operative. Oh, I like that. I have there's some special things that I can do. So the DC um, for like a, a very common creature like a space goblin is five plus one and a half the creature CR. An average creature, which is most monsters, ten plus one and a half the creatures DR, and rare like a Nova spawn is fifteen plus one and a half the creatures <laughs> DR. So, how would you characterize this creature? Uh, the second category. Okay, so it's actually five plus one and a half creatures CR because of my life science specialization. So, uh, so that is a twenty-three. I can tell you two bits of useful information. Okay. Uh, is there anything specifically you want to know before I just pick? Uh, I want to. I want a strength and a weakness. A strength and a weakness. Um, okay. But uh, they are immune to acid, and they don't appear to be weak to anything. Uh, so the second thing I will give you is that they have DR five cold iron. Okay. Uh, uh, immune to acid, DR5, cold iron, but yeah, no apparent weaknesses. Okay, okay. Um, the cold iron would get through. Cold iron would get cold through. Cold iron would get through. Interesting that there were shards of that nearby. Very. Yeah, that you had to take damage just to hold. But one of us did. One of us did. One of us did. Okay, so for my disintegrator pistol, mm-hmm. it functions as a subatomic acid would, but it doesn't say that it's acid damage. Would that apply? Um, does a subatomic acid uh, do acid damage? Or does, this, does that... Well, I mean, what does the gun say it does? It's a disintegrator. It's an energy beam. I what know, is, but what does it say to damage? There's a letter yeah, like next F- to the uh, S or an A. It's, uh, I'm looking. Um... Right next to the Oh, it is. No, it's acid. Okay, never mind. It is. Okay. So, uh... So it actually disintegrates with acid. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, actually. It's not... Like, it's not acid, but it's an energy beam, but it functions like acid. Oh, I see. That's cool. It's one of acid damage. So, 
Friss is he's like they're immune to acid he's like fuck and he like throws his uh, <laughs> his new pistol down on the ground off the asteroid <laughs> and into the green pool yeah, into the green pool and pops out his uh, other pistol as a swift action okay um, and uh, yeah I think he's just gonna squeeze off a normal shot Okay, he's shooting past through some friends here. It's a tough shot, but yeah. he's going to give it a shot. Good try. Uh, that's a miss. It's a miss. So Frisk gets up there, <laughs> identifies some uh, strengths of the character, fires a shot off, and uh, misses. It is now PG's turn. Yay! Yay! PG, I... what you want to do? Well, she's a great climber, so she's going to climb up this little wall. All right. Um, what I say? It's 15 feet. So do you have a climb speed? Yes. Okay. Um, so you have to use a move action to get up to it, and then you can initiate your climb speed. What is your climb speed? It is actually 15 feet because All right. I'm a little... So that'll be a double move then to get yeah. you to the top, and that'll be your action. Yeah. Uh, so assume that you are on top of that oh, rock that's wall. That's so cool. Looking down, and so you get a bird's eye view into yeah. this green pit. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, a pretty ugly creature down there at the bottom, but it is very busy wrapped up in Meishun. Captain K, it is your turn. Uh, the captain is going to double move as well okay. and jump onto the onto the, the uh, rock wall. Ooh, double move. So you're going to like jump before you hit that first silvery uh, ash pile to try and get up onto it? Two, three, four... Five. So I actually, I can get to the wall in less than one move action, and then I assume the jump is its own move action. And that's with the difficult, difficult terrain? The whole area is difficult terrain? or just Anything the... with ash in the square is difficult terrain. And as you can see, there's a lot of ash. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so I, I can, I mean, it's ha- because of the low gravity, I should be able to jump pretty easily. I think you can jump 30 feet forward, actually. And I have the leapers, too, if I need to activate You those. do have the leapers. The I only thing you have to do is roll an acrobatics check to see if you can land with a balance oh. atop the rock. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that it is... What if you overshoot the rock? I'm going to say that that rock is 11 to 7 inches wide, so it's DC 10 acrobatics. Not 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 an easy pass. Otherwise, we'll see which side you land on. (laughs) (laughs) Fail. So, Captain K, you are pushing forward, and you hit the rock, and you start to fall... Into the pool. Oh of my god! You know, we'll, we'll resolve that in a little bit. Wait, did you roll to see which way I fell? Yeah, I rolled in my head. Towards the pool. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> you fall the opposite way you jumped. Uh, no, you fall. If pool. you were trying, it would make sense. You, I think you should roll because oh, oh, oh. You, I'm trying to land, so I'm stopping my you know motion. What? You're right. Oh my god, into the pool. <laughs> you hear that die in the pool? Yeah, it sounded like into the pool. <laughs> it sounded the pool. One to seven was into What'd the pool. You, what kind and eight was the other way. I was like, what die did you even roll? I rolled a D8, <laughs> and I rolled a nice six. That feels like into the pool, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> six just sounded like into the pool to me. This you were looking my... for that natty eight. It just didn't come up that time. This is my favorite image because it's like PG does this beautiful climb and like steadies herself up there, and then like. Because she's good at exactly. it. Exactly. This, exactly, and then <laughs> yes, and then this stupid lizard You're just like bong bong bong, and then falls into the pool. Stupid <laughs> lizard! Did you hear that? And no. completely ruins. Look at this, listen to this dumb cover. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> And he points at me. <laughs> well, it's because you're a monkey. <laughs> I, to be fair, I did roll very, very badly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meishan, you are up. You are grappled. Uh, I have no idea how grappled rules work in Starfinder, so teach me. Meishan is going to look at this creature in the eyes and say, 
Get away from me, you bitch! Wow. Oh, little aliens quote. All right, here we go. Uh, and she's going to spend a full round action to cast Magic Missile, a yeah. new yeah. item in the repertoire. Okay, and that 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 shouldn't affect. Uh, do you have to roll a concentration check where you're grappled? Well, I guess we should both look up grappled. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not I'm not seeing anything about this in here, but I mean, you're the gym. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unless there's another section in the book that explains this, it seems like concentrating. Uh, you only have to do if you're being threatened. And, like, I, if this thing is grappling you, I guess it could be considered threatening you if it can attack with another arm. I just don't fucking know. And so I'm going to say that, no, it's focusing on the grapple. Um, there's nothing in here that I'm seeing that you need to concentrate like you do in Pathfinder. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and roll. Are you going to try to break the grapple? I'm not going to because that is a standard action. I know that much about grappling. And uh, you know what I'm excited about? I'm excited to try out a new old spell called Magic Missile. And by concentrating on it for a full round action, I'm going to fire three magic missiles at you. Okay, I'm just letting you know it's an acrobatics check. That's like DC 15 plus it's CAC if you wanted to try No, it. no, I'm all good. Okay. I'm all good. Throw it out there. Uh, I'm feeling maximum damage. How do y'all feel? Yeah. Wow. About 15 points of damage. Wow. Damage kill this thing. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Almost minimum damage. Uh, uh, <laughs> nine points of damage that bypasses all DR, I believe. Yeah, it just zooms right through, and I lied. It was 10 plus the CAC, so if you want to take that back. Oh, that would have been way easier. I think you could have got that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. All right. I still know less about grappling than I did a minute ago, but I do know it is this creature's turn. And it's interested in uh, in grappling and in, in, in maintaining the grapple, but it's not just going to maintain the grapple. Now, in Pathfinder, a lot of these creatures that have the grab thing, when they maintain the grapple, the first thing they do is they deal that slam damage to you or whatever it was that hit you. Um, and then if it has constrict, it can do even more damage. And in Starfinder, when you renew a grapple, you can remove one item from the target's body. Oh, no. Like any of your weapons or equipment. Not, not my pride. Yeah, I could take that, but... Um, <laughs> This thing's actually going to try to reposition you into this green Oh, no. no. Is this going to be Revenge of the Toxic Avenger? It might be. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So I'm going to try to pull you into the green sludge, and I need my attack roll to exceed your CAC plus eight. All right, I got it ready. But I also need you to let me know how many fives I hit over your CAC plus eight. <laughs> All right. Because then I get to move you more and more spaces deeper and deeper into this sludge. Finally, so a monster that is as creepy as Troy is. Yep. Uh, here comes the old tentacle. Oh, God. Uh, that is going to be pretty gross, Grant. That is going to be a 27. That is no fives above my CAC plus eight. Oh, uh, pardon. Oh. That is only two above my CAC. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. So it drags you right up to it. Right into the green pit. Oh, oh no. That was enough. That was and enough. And you start, you can feel that it's getting deeper and deeper. It goes up to your waist, and you're going to take some acid damage. Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Hold on. I need to check out. Does my environmental protection, my armor, do anything against this? Uh, my thermal okay. capacitor. I'm just double checking. Yeah, please. Um, While you're at it, just take nine points of acid damage. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Exactly. And we'll, we'll get back to you on the next uh, round. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the round here, Kreska falls in behind the creature. Oh, my God! And oh, takes nine points of acid oh, damage. Man. Ah, splash! Oh, and that splash 
puts more acid on Mayshon. <laughs> this is like a terrible like uh, alternate reality ad for Wet and Wild, like a summer water park, just people burning to death. The worst thing is, is not only you've been pulled in, you can feel that it wants to pull you. Under. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, of course. What a panic. Crocodile Dundee How is it going to lay eggs in me if I'm all just acid? <laughs> we'll deal with that later. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's a new round, and it's Dax's turn. Uh, Dax's Midnight Runners. This is so bad. This is so bad. Not great. Dax. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got this melee weapon. Now, if he um, takes that uh, step... Right, you know, right behind where Mayshun, right, where she was just standing, mm-hmm. right um, into Mayshun's former spot there. Yeah. So, is there is there a hittable tentacle there, or yeah, is yeah, it like it's going to get cover? Um, but you can uh, you can certainly fire away. It's about ten feet away from you. No, I have a melee weapon. Oh, a melee weapon. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm asking: is the tentacle hittable, or is it under the I water? I mean, it's now? not. You'd have to be right up next to it. Dax, I never give you any advice, but if you want to be like everyone's favorite Guardian of the Galaxy, Drax. You could always jump over that ledge and go steel sword straight to the head. <laughs> stabby, 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 stabby. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool image, but uh, <laughs> And you're immune to acid, so you should be fine. Right. Well, well, I have That's armor right. on. Every, everyone knows that. If you have armor, that why would I have environmental protection? <laughs> that, that armor <laughs> is the primary way to stop acid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wearing armor. But I, but I, but I'm wearing armor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, I, I think everyone knows at this point that both myself and Dax uh, are terrible Dax tactically. Dax and I, a- and grammatically. And so uh, I I don't know what to do here. I don't want to take myself out of doing any damage to this creature now that Kreska fell in. I want to make sure I do some damage to it. So I'm going to... Oh, God. I'm just going to... I'm going to hold, basically. All right, so what I'm going to do is uh, ready an action to swing at it if the tentacle becomes visible at all. Really what I'm doing is, like, there's there's nothing else I can do this round. But next round I could get a weapon out. But since I moved, I can't mm-hmm. get another... I can't get a ranged weapon out and fire. Right, I hear you. So I'm going to keep the blade in case there's an opportunity before next round. I got you. I got you. Um, so you keep the blade out and just kind of see what happens. Right, so, like, let's say it has another tentacle and it goes at Dax. Like, he's ready in action to swing at the tentacle. And the thing is, you see that she's in the acid pit, but it's not like she's drowning in it yet. Well, I'm, yes. I'm going to try to kill the creature Doctor first before I take myself out of it. Friss's turn, then. Uh, okay, so Dr. Friss is going to leap up onto the top of the wall. Okay. <laughs> Roll an acrobatics check. Uh, DC 10. 29. Boom. Oh. Nimble little mouse just <laughs> lands right on Nailed top. It. And you've got a beautiful clean shot on it or Mayshun. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. There's uh, some options. Is don't what I'm don't to say. make me choose. I have more copays to pay you, Doctor. <laughs> Please, don't kill me yet. She owes my HMO money. Uh, I am going, so I'm going to do a sense motive uh, to see if I can get a trick attack on this thing. And since I successfully identified it because of my alien archive uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. exploit, I get a plus two to this roll. Aw, hell yeah. Ooh, that's hell awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that's a plus 17, and that is, again, the CR is 20 plus the CR of the creature. Thank you, Skid. Uh, that is 27. 
27 exact. Okay, all right. Wow. It's a CR7 creature against level 5 characters. Wow. Yes. Okay, so it is flat-footed against this attack. Okay. Uh, uh, That is 14 against KAC. That is a miss. Oh, no. Okay. Just boom. Oh. You have a beautiful clean shot up there. Uh, and you did uh, make it at least look up at you there. But no, it is a miss. Uh, Dax, you want to take an action? Um, I think I already readied. Uh, so I can't. PG, you're up. Yep. So I'm going to... Um, uh, she's going to uh, activate her combat tracking. So it gives me a plus one to my attack roll. Okay. And then she's going to aim with her laser rifle for the first time. Her new little laser rifle that was not at all what she actually wanted. Okay. But, but let's see. Oh, actually, before I do that, she's overcharging it. Oh. Nice. Uh, seven against... Oh my god, I think that you might look, be a critical hit you, you look so hopeful Is that a natural one? A natural, natural two, two. Oh. And I, I, I used my trick with my thumb on the 20 get. Yeah. I rolled your other die and got a natural 20 on it It is Kreska's turn Kreska, you're just hanging out in the acid Taking a dip uh, okay, I'm going to stand up All and right. try to jump onto the ledge. Okay, you are submerged up to your waist, so can your jump jets get you out of the water? You, uh, you're kind of like jumping out of water would be a, a tough move there, even in low gravity. I, I mean, I can activate them That's if, if you're going to say I have to. I, I'd like it if you did. All right. So, Did you ever try to jump out of the ocean <laughs> into a rock? I never in, in above a, the ocean. I've never done it on the moon, though. Yeah, on a third of Earth's gravity. <laughs> yeah, never, have you ever tried that? I'm just saying. What, uh, what's triple of zero? <laughs> I think that's the answer to your question just, right there. Let me know next week. Three times zero. Joe finally won with math. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Activate those jets. Get out of there. And then just hit the acrobatics check. And I'll roll. Athletics. Athle- athletics, pardon me. I think it's acrobatics. <laughs> Jumping is athletics. Uh, yes, but balancing is acrobatics. I'm more, uh, I'm more worried about getting out. Oh, okay, please. <laughs> athletics your way out, and then we'll go to the acrobatics. <laughs> so I got a plus 11. Let this be the good roll. Natural one. Oh, oh, oh he is God. the worst roller. There's no... Oh, wow. Oh, man. All right, wow. that's my turn. Uh, wow! How do you? How are you oh, not more was angry? I, was I standing? <laughs> uh, you were standing, yes. So that was my move action. That was your move action. All right, so then I'll stand at action. Okay. Uh, I'll do a mind thrust on the creature. Okay. Oh, nice. Hey, oh, hey, oh, that's, that's amazing. A mind thrust. What is that? A so, will save. It's a will save, my friend. Okay, I'll roll it. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll that. give you a will save. Ooh, you might have got me, buddy. That is going to be a seventeen fail. Nice. Unfortunately, you only take nine points of damage. Hey, you know That's what? That's great. On 2d10. Cuts damage through DR. damage, cuts through DR, gets the job done. Thank God you guys found out about that DR early, because otherwise yeah. you're just chunk, chunk, chunking away. Yeah. Uh, it is Meishun's turn. Oh, um, man. You are, you have the feeling that you're being pinned. You're going to be pinned underwater if you don't. If you don't kill this thing or do something, do something! Meishun is going for broke, and because the tentacle is wrapped around her and pulling her under the acidic sludge that this creature lives in, she is going to reach out and touch the tentacle. 
and inject nanobots into there you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. You get, well, first I got to hit against your EAC. Let's see if that happens. Uh, 15 against the EAC. 15 is a miss. Oh, that's ah. my turn. Well, you're wow. thrashing around in the acid. Well, um, brutal. I mean, can I learn anything else? Is there. No, there's, that's basically all I can do. On, you feel like Frisk's learned a lot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so as a move action, I'll cry. Yes. You know what? Give that, make that a swift. <laughs> Real quick cry. Yeah, quick cry. As a move action, you can grovel. <laughs> Beg for your life. This thing is going to attempt to pin you under the water. Oh, God. This, if I hit your CAC plus 13, you are I have that number in my head. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Do you want to share it. that number with the group? Nope, I want to hear what you say. Do you want to just tell everybody? <laughs> no, because I don't want you to just say it. I want you to grossly overestimate because you want to drown me rather than just naturally hitting it and being okay. truthful. I will tell you, if you go under, you take considerably <laughs> more damage. <laughs> oh, God. And could drown. <laughs> Here comes the roll. That is a natty 19. Oh, oh no. no For a total of a 34. What did you say, my case? CAC plus 13. The number you had in your head that you weren't sharing. CAC with plus us. 8 plus 13 or CAC plus 13? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's CAC plus 21. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Just your CAC plus <laughs> My CAC plus 13. That's your, that's your, dude, that's, I mean, you have 34 left. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're talking about my CAC plus 13. I was looking at your hit points. <laughs> my CAC plus 13 is 30. Oh, no. Oh, we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Hey, Troy, I got a new song for you. Fuck you, Troy. Fuck you, Troy. <laughs> Fuck you, Troy. We got 34 oh left. Oh, Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 